the I froth think. of emotional instability that permeates the nucleus center <laughs> of our counter space. Well, instead of instead of being <laughs> instead of and being the man okay, finds his nucleus. nucleus. Hey, hey, welcome what? to what? <laughs> you turd! <laughs> I got him, got him. Hello, hello. This is the Cyp Yes, it is. Thank you for being here. If you didn't know, within the first two seconds, right? You're here, right? We're, we've made it so far. We um, have, and it's good to be here. And guess what? The sun is out. It is today, tomorrow in Ohio, <laughs> with eight. Inches of snow. I was, was going to say. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hey, tomorrow could well, be. No, fr- uh, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, Monday. Stroke, stroke, stroke. No, from Sunday to Monday, we're supposed to get a good, a good bit. Maybe. I will say that In they've our done. World. They've done a pretty good job of this year. I feel like saying, "Hey, when snow's coming, it's it's going to hit pretty yeah, hard." Yeah, but they they blow uh, it. false false. Yeah, they blow it up. And last week they had the roads all. All salted and everything, and nothing came. Like I, literally, I, not yeah, even they, rain. They have not gotten it right. They've made several guesses and have okay. not Lift hit out. on hardly any of them. But that's the way it is in Columbus. Okay. Don't don't ask me about Christmas Eve and getting stuck. I won't. Okay. Hey guys, guess what? Well, what? we've got Cambodian listeners. Cambodian Are listeners. Are you serious? Hey. Actually, just one listener. Oh, you know yeah, who it is. Yeah, Brook. yeah. Brookie. Brookie. Hey, Brookie. So we added Cambodia to our list of... Uh, where else? Where other w- countries do Worldwide. Small her house with a small little window, window in a small, small Corvette. No no Corvette. Small no Corvette. <laughs> it's called a... Tiny house. Tuk-tuk. Small little tuk-tuk. Oh, really? Those cool. are what they're called. The, it but should, hey, it that should house, be called tuk-tuk. That house is looking really Isn't cool. Isn't it awesome? It's I would really love, cool. I would love something like that. You know, Nikki and I have always said, like, once we <laughs> shed our kids... Stupid kids. Right. Um... I'm all. I'm don't, hey, that. don't Ooh. go there. Like seriously, just enjoy. I know you are. No, 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 no. We're just. We're just. Like obviously, we could. <laughs> say, what we're saying is we I can't, can't wait to get rid of my kids. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Don't no, do that. No, that's not. Oh, seriously, that's okay. not the. Attitude. You don't want to do that. Okay, let's just back off on that for a second here. No one really. Everyone understands what they mean. Don't feel people guilty. There's there's a level of freedom no, without having shame kids. Them. Shame, shame them. All right. Shame them. Shame them. No, don't do that. Shame. What I'm saying is, we can't do that. Like or I I guess we could. We're not going to do that with our kids. But if we didn't have <clears throat> kids someday, yep, we would love to give that a try. So and I think it would be fun. So mom came but, excited the other night and was like, "I want to show you this." It just came up on my feed. I'm like, "Oh no, what?" And it was a small little fifth wheel trailer. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome because one of her coworkers um, just bought a a a. A fella, a fella had a, a large, just bought a fella, like a thirty-eight foot, something like that, large <laughs> fifth wheeler with the truck, and the guy had a heart attack and passed away, and the family just wanted to get rid of it because he was so excited. Because oh. like literally, I think they were at the same oh campground. I'm so confused. <laughs> have a heart, yes. have a soul, <laughs> have a heart. So they bought the thing at a really good, good price, and so I was like, look, look at that. I said, I don't, I don't, man, I don't want to drive anything that big and that yeah. kind of stuff because that needs a big truck to go with oh, it too. Oh, jeepers, yeah. And they do. I mean, they have a big truck to go with it. But I don't want. I don't want that. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I bet I could pull it in so, my Yaris. <laughs> yeah, but, but you could. <laughs> that would pull. Beep, beep. That would pull your Yaris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You could actually drive up in the back of some of those 
With oh, your yard. I bet yeah, I could. You can. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so her small house is really cool, by the way. It Brook, is really cool. Brookies. Yeah. yeah. So we got- What other countries? Uh, France, Spain, Brazil, Puerto Rico. Which I have no idea who in Puerto Rico is listening who, to. Who in Brazil? Oh, Pate. Brian Pate, maybe? I doesn't say names here. All it says oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course it wouldn't. It wouldn't, no. It We're not that no. advanced. You have We're to not ask, the CIA. Well, Brian, if you're listening, Facebook, one give, of me, give me a nod. Let me know. Mexico, Germany. Ooh. Germany, good. Das ist ein Lichtenspiel. Yeah. Deutschland über alles. Wo ist der nächste Bahnhof? That's not. Yeah. I will. That is. <laughs> Mexico, uh, the UK. Of course. Across the pond. Argentina. Oh, wow. Canada. Canada. And Italy. So I don't know who in these countries are listening to us, but thank you. Well, Canada's not that far away. I love it. I love it. If you're in, if you're in Italy, hey, and, if you're you, in these countries, shout out. Let yeah, us know who you are. Le, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to know who you are. Uh, Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, Instagram. Um, which I don't know. Can you really like shout out people? We're not really. We're terrible at posting stuff yeah. on social media. I mean, what we kind of do you is can, over audio, so it's not, I mean. You can also email the show pictures. at at gmail.com. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, take a screenshot so, of you mm. listening to our uh, our our podcast and then share I it would, on social yeah, media. Yeah, I'd love to know. I'd love to know next time in, in there I'd drop by and chat with you. Have a cup of coffee and a, maybe a pizza, something. Like drop by Italy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I w- we we want to go to Italy. Yeah. One of these times we go to France, to Marseille, we're going we're gonna to go up around the corner. And it goes into Italy. It's a nice place to go. You get a real kick going to Italy. I I'd love to, man. There's some beautiful um, shots of some of the coastline of Italy. Nobody, nobody gets. I I got you, but I just didn't think it was funny. That funny? Not really. It was funny. It was pretty funny. I don't know. I didn't think. I mean, it was like at least a five funny. No. 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 Bad. All what? right. Well, okay. what do we got here, Quentin? You are scheduled to give the wife update. The wife up. The the life update. The life what's, update. what's happening in your life? Uh, yes. so I'm pretty excited. Um, because uh, I, I was I got to use one of my um uh, Christmas gifts recently, and um, I, we bought this house a year ago. We've been in the house for a year, and we have never. And in our living room is a big, uh, big iron stove. That is like a fireplace type insert. Stove. It's a fireplace insert. insert. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, what did he say? He said it was stainless steel. Stainless steel all the way up the top. Really? Like super nice. All the way up. Yep. Cool. Super, super nice. That Anyways, got it cleaned right. out for the first time, got it inspected. Did you use it? We've used it already. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Did it warm you? Oh, it's did it warm you. Warm you. It's got a fan on it. Ooh. Ooh so seriously. it just. Oh, so you got to get fantastic. wood. Fantastic. You got to get firewood. So, yeah, I uh <laughs> rip headphone users. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I've gotten some I have had some firewood. Um I also found these 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 little starters for yeah. like 99 cents. Like real cheap, like little squares? Yeah, little square uh-huh. starters. I've seen them. That are amazing. Those are cool. Wait, you're talking like fire like starters. Webber fire grill starters? starters? What? Like Weber grill starters, like no, these no, little no. wax cubes. No, 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 they're not wax. They're just like little tiny squares. They come in a pack of four, mm-hmm. kind of like your cinnamon toast crunch, Eggos. Legos. They come in squares. Okay. So you break them apart. Okay. Yeah. And, and you, then just you just use light one. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like a fuel in it sure. or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Where do you get those? Because I'm looking for cheaper ways to start. Menards. Menards. You save big money at Menards. They were ninety nine cents for a pack of four. 
That's cool. And I can use one square to start one. How fire. long does it last? To how long does it last? The the blaze last. Uh, just to get it started. Just to get some wood That's started. For like just maybe like five minutes. Maybe it lasts for five minutes. Um, probably. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. But it gets the fire started. You didn't time so. it. You didn't. No, I did you didn't not. sit there and time. No. It. But you create like a little teepee. And you just put it like right there at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. That's the teepee. That's what you need to do. And uh, light the light the igniter, and then it gets your fire going really really fast, cool. which is great. So how many logs does it hold? Like when you when you're burning it? Like no, you probably just, only three or four. Oh well, that's more than I thought. Um, I thought it was kind of two-ish. No, so you can... There's a grate in there. Oh, great. Um, it's really great. Um, and uh, that makes it a little bit challenging to create a TP. So... Just put it underneath. Well, yeah. I don't know if I can or not. You don't need to have a TP. You you can stack w- kind of one you, on yeah, top of Yeah, you can other. just... Yeah, yeah, but it just burns better if you have it sure. in a TP kind of thing. So, um, but man, woo, it, it is... It is roasty. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you. you're. I'm so glad you're doing that. It's good. It's good. I was thinking about doing it for you guys today, but can you can you can you there. leave it open to see the fire, or do you have to close the door? I, you can leave it open to see it. Um, the nice thing about it being closed is that you don't get any smoke. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's true. Too. That's what you don't want. So that's why you close it, and then you use the fan, and it just blows the heat out. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, do you smell the soot, or you yeah? Know, I mean, can, it's a fireplace. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not a gas fireplace. I guess not. So I no, guess. it's a real life, real fireplace. Real fire. That's awesome. Which is uh, my favorite. It was my um, back in the house we had in South Carolina. That was my favorite feature of our house. Mm-hmm. And um, South Carolina doesn't get cold enough. But to, you guys had tons of firewood. We did had ton, tons on there, but we didn't ever get to use it that much because it just yeah, never, it doesn't get it that didn't cold. get that cold down there. Um, but we actually <clears throat> should but, have brought some of that up there with you. Well, that wasn't really ours. It oh, was being true. stored by somebody else okay. on our property, who is the owner of actually the house. We were renting the house. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it. So that's that. We did that, and um, I've discovered that. So I can you go to Menards and you can get a stack of wood for like five bucks. Right. Yeah. And I can burn one of those five dollars stacks a night, and and it's perfect. Yeah, that's great. That so, is awesome. Good work out of you, man. So I'll, I'm pretty pumped about it. Congratulations. It's really that's awesome. awesome. That's cool. I love fireplaces. And then, of course, too. the fireplace I got out back that we used during oh, I the, know. That's a great the wintertime and, or the summertime and springtime. Yeah. So we had people over. <clears throat> when it's 18 degrees, I don't think any fire can Mm-mm. can do the trick. But it's well, what it is. That's cool. I've kind of actually wanted to go out there and see how hot I can get it. While, while it's there? like snowing and cold, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm so you have your chance this week. So you could kind of play like true, like like George Washington as he was outside in the snow before they crossed the Delaware, right? Yeah. So that's a weird example, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fresh on my mind. So could you? Would, no, we're watching. You're, you're we're watching a documentary on the on the Revolutionary War right now, and I'm just telling you that that it's awesome. That have is, you guys watched awesome. the? Um, I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon, but it's about the Revolutionary War and the spies on the Revolutionary War. It's not a documentary. It's like a series, like a TV series. Oh, yeah. Negative. Uh, um, I forget what it's called. I think it's called Spies. Is it called Spies? No. It that would be a spies. very original name. That would be original name. Somebody was trying to get me to... Oh, I think it was Todd. Perkins? North. He was trying to get me to watch like Spy toys or something like that or oh spy? yeah that's that's on that's a documentary on netflix i've heard that he said that's really really cool i've seen it but i didn't uh we, spy Brittany toys like, or spy spy gadgets or spy like gadgets spy like yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. legitimate Spectre Spectre gadget. but they talk about spies back in the right no they had yeah there was a lot of uh, espionage going on there 
All right, well, guys, uh, so Dad had a topic for today. Um, I'll let him read it because if I tried to repeat it, well, I just couldn't do that. Uh, so he'll he'll read the topic, and then we'll we'll kind of tease it out for you. We needed we needed some help with it uh, early on. So, Dad, wh- what do you, what are you thinking for this week? What do you well, talk about? okay, so in my reading, um, I came across just a, a really cool sentence, and I'm like, man, that's more than a cool sentence because he actually states some things, and it's something that. Um, I have toyed around with probably all my pastoral life, and that is the idea of living by emotions or living by feelings versus living by truth. And so this writer, and I don't even, honestly, it's, I, I should have put down who said it, but. Yeah, give, give credit um, to where credit's I, due. I think, I think it was Michael Reeves um, as he was lecturing us, because okay. some of these are th- with, with, the, with the class that I had with him, okay. which he was phenomenal, and he's promised that the that one of the times that he comes into the United States, he'll connect with us. Cool. And come speak it. At our Sweet. Group. On I our know. podcast? No. Well, maybe if we time Ooh. it just right, that would be awesome to have him. He is. He anyway, would never stoop this low. He is. He, <laughs> he would. He would because he's he's very humble, and he's very caring and loving. I saw that the way he handled the, the class and everything. I I just was like we'd I have really to give admired him. A, him. We have to get him a cushier chair or something. Yeah, we'd here. have to give him a. Something because it's maybe bring down the couch here or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I don't, you know, I maybe I could reach out to him and give ask him, a, him to listen. Give him a heater. I give him. We'll give him a thumb. Maybe anyway, we can waterproof. The so basement. here's here's the quote. Here's the quote, and I want us to just you know talk about this because I really believe, especially now with this whole year of COVID and this kind of stuff. But this has been going on for a long time, so this is not anything new. But um, the writer says the mere froth of passing emotions versus the time-tested, deep-seated root of truth in the Word. See see what I told you? Yeah, no, Time-tested, deep-seated truth in the Word versus the froth, the mere froth of passing emotions. Or foam. Yeah. So, so the idea mm, of it, of what, he's, froth. of what he's getting at is just how, number one, how, how fickle our, our hearts can be. And this is part of the, part of the curse that our that our hearts are so fickle, we we vacillate very quickly based on how we feel, and so over time we give into those to those feelings as if they are the thing that should dictate life to us, versus the time tested, deep seated truth of God's word. We we won't go in and mine the truth of of God's word to help orient our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and. I guess one of my questions would be, where do you think that this kind of flows from? I mean, not that, again, this has been around for a long time. Right. Um, but I but I will say, even from a person who, I already, I'm kind of thinking about some of the answer to my question uh, of where does this come from. But in thinking about where I've been in my life versus where I am, I will say it's way easier these days to consider first my feelings or Mm-hmm. my emotional state before really contemplating or setting my soul on the realities or truths in the gospel or the realities of God's word, just the uh, principled truth that God lays out in his word. It's it's a lot easier just today to give into the feelings. Where do you think that that kind of comes from? Well, I mean, it, 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 it comes from within, but I would say that a lot of this, I mean, is, is somewhat personality driven how God has wired us. In other words, um, there are people who are just more bent to give themselves to emotionalism. That's, sure. that's because they are 
they 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 are very high in emotions and they, and they wear their feelings on their sleeves as it were that's yeah. where that that idea comes from none of us do that as types we don't we don't yeah, yeah we not, don't do no. that <laughs> well no we're very well, principled honestly, people honestly i've had i've had that accusation <laughs> thrown thrown at me no no, no the opposite of uh, oh. just like like well, you're 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 a pastor, and you know you don't you don't ever feel anything. And I'm like, let me just tell you something. That couldn't be further from the truth. I am, <laughs> I am, I am a musician first of all. Yeah, and that's something you know when you when you're kind of left-brained. Just so many stereotypes. Or right right-brained. Right now. When you're right-brained, you you um you feel things like like I trained my my in in piano. I can remember sitting there, and of course I'm a picture guy so i i would always picture things as i'm playing and sometimes it would distract me <laughs> from what i was playing like one time in particular i got i, got, I really bonked man i was just like no because i was i was so it. i goosed it yeah i was so wrapped up in <laughs> in the the feeling in other words like for instance i played lots of beethoven beethoven is filled with with feeling yeah no that's john phillips yeah uh, john phillips, that's another story we ought to talk about that yeah. sometime um, but all I'm saying is there are some people who never feel stuff like that. They don't, they don't ever emote. They don't ever, um, they're just very stoic and very hard. And this is the way it is. And this is the way it isn't. And that's where I would go like, okay, so if you're on one of those edges that you're, you're highly emotional or you are deadpan stoic, um, and there's value really in both sides of that. There's, there's mm -hmm. this like, yeah. there's. I'm not saying that emotions, emotionalism is is wrong, um, necessarily, but it is under the curse. I mean, well, like anything, it, like, it's, like it's, everything, it's is. part right. of what what we mean by we are totally depraved. Right. There's every aspect of every our, aspect. of our being that is tainted by the fall. Yeah, and so coupled with um, different personalities, like some personalities just have this external drive to be right. Yeah. And tied with that is this emotional feeling of I won or I am winning. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there's some exuberance to that, um, something to, to give me a kick for the day. Um, there's others who um, not only want to be right, but they want to be affirmed yeah. in that. And so emotionalism is, is the way to go. So, so when you em are high in emotionalism, you you have a tendency to um, to to be uh, what what is the what is the word offended? You can you can get offended very yeah, easily. You get crossed easily. You, yeah, yeah. You, you get crossed because because then you start competing with someone else's emotionalism. Yeah, that's true. But the value of a time tested, deep seated truth of the Word of God is it's not moving. It's right. It's immovable. That's right. And it's yeah. it's because it's based in the character of Jesus. That's right. Um, and who he is and, and what, what he has done. His, his love, for instance, is, is unlike anything else in this world. His love is not tainted yeah. with, with the curse. So there's no self in that. Yeah. Um, so, so you start looking at that, and, and then all of a sudden you're gauging your life purely on how you feel. Yeah. And this brings this wreaks havoc on um relationships. Yeah. It it wreaks havoc on um on on you know rearing your children because if you don't feel good all of a sudden mom or dad is in this sour mood 
and you just better get out of the way. And yeah. we've seen that it, that destabilizes children and it gives them a very insecure feeling. Um, security in, in children is something that happens over time. Um, part of it is wrapped up in their own personalities as well. Yeah. But, but you want your kids to, to, to devote their heart to the time-tested, deep-seated truth of God's word so that they're not going to be easily swayed and easily moved. And I think personally that in our day and time where, you know, we're, we've been tested this year, unlike any really other time, because there's, it's not just one person going through a pandemic. Or actually, I don't like that word, but the virus, it's not just one person going through the virus. It's a whole nation yeah. and it's, a, it's the whole world. Yeah. And so there's this part of us that we'll never realize, but emotionally what erupts from us is, oh my goodness, the world's coming to an end. And then there's these fears that are drummed up and this kind of stuff. And then there's lots of conclusions based on that feeling. Yeah. That may not be developed well. They may not be in the time-tested, deep-seated truth of God's word. Yeah. I think something else, too. I mean, personality definitely plays into it. Uh, you know, you could you could make the argument we all are emotional creatures just mm-hmm. in different ways or maybe different poles or different extremes of it. Um, but I think something else that, that plays a factor, I think within our day and, a- day and age is, um, the availability of information and social media, oh, yes. y- you know, because in, in one sense you're right. It like we're constantly fed. It starts within us for sure. Mm-hmm. But then as we are constantly fed and put in front of our face, other people's, emotions mm-hmm. and other people's mm-hmm. you know this is how i feel this is my opinion we, you know we're forced to react to that and you know a lot of emotionalism could instantly create emotionalism um and so i think that that's you know for me i know that's that's why it can be really difficult from a principled perspective to constantly put my head down on the pillow of god's truths or his realities and and really you know put that as my sure anchor right out of the gate, you know, and let that inform everything I'm seeing. Uh, and I think that's kind of where it starts for me is like when my heart is filled with other people's thoughts, emotions, and when then I'm forced to interact with those, uh, it's easy for me to lose sight of, you know, this is what God says, or yeah. this is, this is what God thinks about whatever it is, or this is a principled reality built in the character of God. Yeah you know, communicated to us by scripture in the face of Jesus, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I know when my soul is doing well with that and when it's not doing well with that. Yeah. The other, the other, the other thing that makes me, you know, I'm, I'm, as I'm traipsing through the gospel of Matthew, um, as an interpreter of scripture, um, it, it really falls on my lot to make sure that I am going after the time tested, deep seated truth rather than the froth of of some sort of theological idea that that could be floated out there yeah and um people want the froth yeah because it 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 kind of ignites um uh uh, i you know i i i'm right and it it, it ignites a um this matches my emotional reality yeah and it also it also matches my own personal community yeah rather than the time tested deep seated truth and and so i'm constantly aware and i i always want to be honest that hey this particular theological part is 
is is questioned by many many good men and i used this the other the other week that um i learned this as a teenager i don't remember who first told me this but the idea of when when good men differ tread lightly yeah and so so w- what that does is it is you it automatically throws in, into um the the idea that number one we we could be wrong here sure um, we don't we don't know, and so we're leaving that as an option, which I think over time breeds security. When they know you're willing to say this, I could be wrong here, versus how how literally I grew up with, you must believe this way and never move from it. Yeah, yeah. And and then as I've grown up, I've, I I realize number one, God is infinite in His character. And infinite in every aspect of his character, and if he is, then that means I'm never going to come to the end of fully grasping this. Now, the danger mm-hmm. is you flip over here that you end up s- believing something that God doesn't really say, right? So, right. because you want to, you want to just so so you have to learn to discipline your heart to take just what is being said at this moment, and at times you want to compare it with the other scriptures, and at times you don't. Because of who Jesus is talking to and yeah. the context that's there, yeah. So, so um, as a pastor, I have to discipline my heart not to give in to the, you know, the passing froth of emotionalism, of wanting to be right, wanting to look scholarly and look good in the pulpit, and care enough to say maybe, yeah. But let's look at what God, what Jesus actually does say, yeah. And let's let's emphasize that and it is interesting to me that one of well the biggest thing that jesus confronts in us Mm -hmm. or commands in us uh happens or intersects at the place of the emotions so when jesus says fear not yeah it's the greatest you know it's not the greatest command but it's the it's the i think it's the most often yeah most often quoted quoted or or whatever it is um you know that's a that's a huge confrontation right at the place of our emotions, yeah, um, and that's a helpful gauge for us. So, so Quentin, how do you feel about this? You I'm really f- tired, <laughs> and um, well, don't trust the just the go to bed passing froth, froth of our foaming <laughs> ma- emotional uh, mouth. Ah! Uh, I do like extra foam on my lattes, though. That is true. Yeah, extra froth. Really good. Trust the concrete slab of our <coughs> slated tablets. <laughs> yeah, okay. but I, I think, I, I, I do think that there's something to that, because I think there, there are times good. where um, emotions can be can be good and helpful. God gave us emotions. Like there ought to be times yeah. of just sweet love. Let um, it be known. Yeah, absolutely. Let it be known that like. God created emotions. Right. There's a whole argument as to whether or not God has emotions. I believe he does and exerts oh. them. And anyway, Jesus it's, it's a whole thing. We're wept. not going to get into it. Yeah. But what did, did Jesus ever laugh? I don't know. I'm the, sure he, he wept. We know Tr- that. Trust me. Some of the things that he does in scripture, if I were there or if I were I'd Jesus, be laughing. I'd be laughing. <laughs> yeah. That's no joke. Well, that's no, no joke. we said, we know that in the Psalms that God laughs. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, so I'm, I'm their emotions, wonderful yeah. things. I think it's helpful mm-hmm. as we we talked off the air. You mentioned, you know, but all of our emotions, just like everything else in in our lives, all of these things are um, guided or directed um, 
by by the word. In other words, like it's it's underneath the conductor. You mentioned the the, the right. musical illustration. It's underneath the conductor of you know as Jesus is leading us and guiding us and you know creating this wonderful symphony of redemption. You know all of our emotions fit underneath there and sure. are responsive to to him. So. But yeah, I also said we we can't toot our own horn. Yeah, you don't don't toot your own horn. No, that's. I think that's that's good. But that's part of what that was a punchline. <clears throat> that was the punchline. That was no. It was in reference to the <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. So, but but I'm also saying too that um, don't worry about it. Don't think too hard. <laughs> okay. That um, I I I th- I think that that being in the deep seated truth of of God really gives to us. A, a sweet um, fellowship in, when, in, in his sovereignty. You look, you look at what he's done for us and you go like, you know, I can rest my emotional soul in that. Yeah. I don't have to give into my feelings on that. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be right here. I don't, I don't have to be affirmed here. Um, I can trust. And that's, that's, I think that's part of it is we, we we find it difficult to trust God. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, so that's dig into the word, feelings. put your, put your heart on, onto the word and let your heart be settled. Don't let your heart be truffled. All, All right. We troubles. will, we will, we'll take a break and, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Yep. Uh, we'll be back. Very cool. Oh hi! Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, you were pointing at you, me. Sorry, you were I was missing the I the cue. I was. You were missing, missing the cue from the cue. That's right. right. I I did miss the cue. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, we are uh, make, making our way through through the day today. Yep. Dad, you have uh, a noteworthy yeah thing no, to to share with us. Uh, as a as a musician, it's uh, it's noteworthy. So, uh, no, actually, <clears throat> I th- I thought it'd be good. I I want to encourage each of our listeners if if you haven't done this maybe ever that that you do this and that is um and i honestly i'm i'm i've not been good at it but because of some of the um courses that i'm taking right now um i have i have begun to pick up on it and it's been really good and that is read biographies of um great preachers of the past great pastors of the past and you go like Really, should I do that? Well, yeah. And the reason reason I'm saying this is because we we have a tendency to um, romanticize the um, the past, and so when you hear certain names like like maybe B.B. Warfield, um, Martin Luther, you kind of have this idea, uh, John Calvin, and or you know who whoever else, um, Whitfield. Yeah, yeah. You, you have this idea that these guys just got it all right. They had it all figured out. They were used mightily. And they're these guys who are just impervious to any kind of sin or any kind of mistakes or things that, that you know, that these guys are just, you, you remember. Because that's all you hear about, really, is the cool things that they say or the 
that and I always think of these guys getting up at three in the morning and they've they've been praying for three hours, you know, and they went to bed at one. So they got two hours of sleep because they were witnessing to people on the street side. <laughs> you know, you just kind of get that idea that these guys and I'm like, no, actually, when you when you listen to uh, when you read their stories, you go like, you know what? They were just human beings trying to do the job that God set before them. And one guy that I just finished reading is uh, and I read the the book by um, Arnold Dallimore, um, and he, he wrote the quintessential book on George Whitfield. And George Whitfield was used just in a tremendous way in The Great Awakening, and in that, <clears throat> both in England and the United States, and he went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And number one, I can't imagine riding a ship for two to three months going back and forth, back and forth. They say that like, uh, like maybe a third of his life was on ships. You, know, you just like of his, like of his ministry. Worst that is disgusting. <laughs> that would be bad. But but one of the a things third that, of his life Quentin oh was spent God. throwing up over oh. the side of a ship. Yeah, that's that's oh. what it would be. That's what it'd be. Three a third of yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, one so, third of my life just barfing. So um, Dalimore wrote wrote this book on Whitfield, and then they recently combined it into one one unit, and you you can read through it in. I don't know. I don't know. Probably four or five hours. It's not. It's not bad, but I'm just telling you, it, it it was a great encouragement to me personally, and I think it would be a great encouragement to you because sometimes, um, as people who are sitting in the pews, you look up to this dude who's preaching to you, and you go like, "Oh, he's he's this or he's that," and he's you know, and you forget. No, they actually wiggle through some very very difficult times. He um, at at first was was not married. And struggled with, do I get married? Um, is that something that I should do? Or do I just do what Paul did and not, you know, just not get married and just give my life, you know. Old. And these guys were very young. So and he was very charismatic. But he would preach up towards, they say, 60,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Out in a field. They would Watching preach over the and, and preach <laughs> and, crazy. and literally preach every day, sometimes twice a day. It's amazing. I'm like, I mean, dude, that's amazing. when are you studying? When are you preparing? When are these people working? I don't know, but you read. So you go and you go on and you read some of their messages and you're going, oh, that's all right, man. He's 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 I done a good job at exegesis. I mean, they talk about his voice. Yeah. But that, I mean, seriously, that. 60,000 people out in the field. That's got to be crazy. Well, so there's two things. One, he's got to have enough residents to project. But can you imagine the energy that it would take oh, to to project to that? Because you, you've got to understand, these people probably brought their kids and are they're running That's around. That's what I'm saying. And, there's right. no, I mean, there's no amplification right. or microphone, microphonation or mi- micro... Mi- mi- like microbiotic. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. So, um, but all I'm saying is, and, and he ended up dying fairly young. Um, and he, he struggled, 40? he struggled with, um, 50? with, with disease. No, in his, I think it was in his forties, late thirties, late thirties. Mm. Um, he struggled yeah. with, um, I don't remember right now. I can't remember his, his age gout. No, he struggled with, uh, intestinal problems and, um, pains could have been, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But my, my point is, um, it was a, it was a real struggle for him. And I, I think sometimes we, we have this romantic view of, of pastors and preachers, yeah. um, especially ones in the past. These we guys, talk about heroes. I mean, yeah. We kind of elevate them to that status. Normal. normal uh, check previous podcast. Yeah. 
episode, yeah. whatever that is. Episode two, two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. But my point, my point is I want to encourage you to just um, go out of your normal reading of the, 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 the fluffy love romance and just read on someone's life like that who gave of himself um, and God used in, in a marvelous way with all of his warts and with all of his difficulties. You know, they, they, they follow his, his preaching. And when he was very young, he, he was very, he kind of got into a little bit of mysticism. There would be some who say that. And then there's another one that you read that go like, no, he wasn't ever that way. Um, so Dalimore seemed to think that he, he, he did, he made some mistakes along the way there. Um, but then like he, he got a, um, an orphanage up and going, and people wanted to give to it, and boy, that thing kept causing him problems the entire time. Um, he spent a lot of time near Savannah, uh, Savannah, Georgia, and preached in some of the churches down there. And there's a there's a there's a little um, historical marker down down in Savannah that I saw that, that like had Savannah. his name attached Savannah's to nice. it. But oh, uh, he and um, the Wesley brothers, and then they went toe to toe theologically um, with the Wesleys. He did. And, you know, you just saw like he he had to make some really he had to draw some lines in the sand and he was perfectly willing to do that, even if it meant losing his friends. Wow. And he did sort of um, they they kind of shunned him for a while. Uh, one of them came. I think it was Charles came back around and um, welcomed him at the end. But I'm just saying it, it, it would really do your heart good to to read these biographies of these guys and let your heart rejoice. And if you're a pastor, if you're in ministry, I would strongly encourage you to do that because sometimes you think, oh, I'm the only one, you know, I only, I'm the only one that goes through this. And you go like, no, 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 no. It's part of life and everyone goes through it. So anyway, yeah. that's my, uh, that's my take. Yeah, for the that's week. really good. That's really good. Yeah. I think we would all be surprised at the kinds of sin struggles that our great quote unquote heroes of the faith are, are struggling mm-hmm. with. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scripturally, we can certainly say that. True. Um, well, uh, kind of moving into that, it's not unrelated in a lot of ways. Um, our little devotional to end out the the episode here. Um, I'm in Mark one, and uh, I'm I'm reading a very simple story uh, about Jesus healing a leper, and I think there are some important uh, uh, things that can can turn our hearts towards the goodness of the gospel uh, through this passage. So I'll read it, make a couple notes, and and we'll call it a, an episode. Uh, Mark one forty, and a leper came to him imploring him and kneeling said to him if you will you can make my heart clean or you, excuse me you can make me clean moved with pity he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him i will be clean and immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean and jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him see that you say nothing to anyone but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what moses commanded for a proof to them But he went out and began to talk freely about it and spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Um, Yeah, kind of, kind of, I mean, it's very similarly related to what you're talking about. Um, You know, the idea that Jesus comes for the unclean specifically. Mm, Yeah, that's good. um, You know, lepers and... I, I think we've all probably heard sermons on, on this idea, but lepers were unclean, yeah, um, unclean to common people. They were gathering outside of cities in, in colonies because they were 
um, in one sense, untouchables uh, by the, by society. They could not enter the temple. They couldn't worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were in, in a sense as good as dead. I mean, outcast to society. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's insanely powerful. And there's so much uh, to 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 pull out from this with significance. The fact that Jesus reached out and not just said you yeah. are clean, <clears throat> but that he touched him. Yeah. And like, in other words, to me, it's a sign of that's how far the incarnation goes. That that that's how close Jesus comes to to the untouchables, to to the unclean, those who can't get to God on their own, those who are as, as good as dead, spiritually speaking. And uh, man, just just relaying this, I, I we're going through Mark in our in our Bible class. So this is part of our discussion. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we and we were discussing this, and it's it's interesting to me. You you can kind of pick up what kids um, believe by just looking at their eyes, or they they will tell you all you need to know about what they believe by just by by their eyes. Mm-hmm. And some things, especially you know, when they're wearing masks. Well, well, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but but some things you can just tell. Ho hum! I've heard this. I know this is a part of Christianity. Yeah. But like we're going through this portion of the text and we're talking about how Jesus specifically came for bad people. And the incarnation goes farther, if I can say it this way, the incarnation goes farther for bad people. Bad people get touched. Yeah. The 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 religious remain untouched. Mm-hmm. Jesus reaches out and touches the bad people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and heals heals them. And you know, to hear that contrast and to see all of their eyes looking and and like like they don't hear that much they don't process that reality much or it may have been the first time they've ever heard that maybe you know and i don't i don't know that but i i I do think like you're you're able to see in their eyes this understanding of the grace of jesus is number one it's almost like they all recognize i'm more leprous than i'd like to admit yeah um but also like that jesus would reach out and touch me if that's true is remarkable and they're all kind yeah. of saying that and and it's just i mean like i would say that in you know and it was it was fun to just kind of be able to tell them like guys i mean i have left leprous parts of my life that i don't want you to see yeah. and i I'd, I'd rather remain outside the city i'd yeah. rather remain outside <laughs> of the temple um but that jesus comes in and touches that point of leprosy and then of course the, the imagery there is of course jesus could could get leprosy himself from that moment. I mean, he could he could literally become sick himself. He's human. Yeah. yeah. Um. He literally enters into our sickness and takes his sick, takes our sickness upon himself, um, and is willing in that in that sense to be cast outside. Yeah. He's willing to become the outcast, mm-hmm. the outsider, the one unapproachable to God, um, so that we might freely go present ourselves to to the priest. Wow. Did you guys Did you guys see the the movie Chosen? Did you see that? No. That movie I did see. Um, it rhymes with that. It's frozen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the chosen. Oh, and okay. I don't, I don't particularly. I mean, you, you always, you always want to you know, eat the fish and spit out the bones. But one of the really precious scenes is that particular. Oh, scene. really? Really? So, and the disciples are standing there, and it's not all the disciples, but just some of the disciples are standing there, and this guy comes up to him, and they know. I mean, it's very clear this guy's leprous. Yeah. And Jesus goes up and doesn't just kind of stick his finger out and touch him like that. The he, tip of his finger. <laughs> yeah. He actually hugs the guy. And, of course, the disciples are freaking out. They're like, yeah. no, what, what are you, what are you, do, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. You know, um, and that's, 
that kind of love, I mean, I, it brought me to tears when I saw it because I'm like, that's how Jesus came to me. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And I, I mean, it was, it was almost like being flooded with the reality of his, of his, of his penetrating love. Yeah. And yeah. his grace that, that penetrates the rebellious heart. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's an external picture of what an internal reality is salvation is to us. Yeah. And, and it was good. It was I, precious. Honestly, I think kind of the, the idea of the pandemic, I mean, that's, yeah. It, it, I mean, like we understand social distancing. We understand, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't touch other people's stuff, sanitize, mm-hmm. clean so mm-hmm. that even if somebody does touch your stuff, you don't get somebody else's sickness. Right. And literally Jesus came on purpose and said like, fearless, I, courageous, give me your sickness. Mm. Yep. You know, and that that's how close. And it's it's amazing. And that's it's what salvation amazing. is. Yeah, it's absolutely. Jesus taking upon ourselves himself, our sickness, yep. and, and granting us eternal life. Right. And yeah. and literally can you imagine that leper it, Jesus says, oh. Go walk to the temple. Go right now. Buddy. You can imagine the, the priest being like, Dude, you have leprosy. He's like, No, I don't. Look. No, I don't. Yep. I mean, that's just unreal. Yeah. And unreal. of course the priest who typically looked at the outside of everything, just looked at his, I mean, because his clothes and stuff, he, he didn't change his clothes, oh, sure, no yeah. doubt. He just kind of walked up like that. And the reputation that the guy had, yeah. everyone knew he was a leper. Everyone knew that. Yeah. So you just see that, and Jesus' love is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it gives but people that's me. that much freedom. That's me. You know, go, I'm the leper. Go, go show yourself to God. Walk around, enjoy life. Uh-huh. And go go into the presence of God. Yeah. Go yeah. love your neighbor. Yep. Go walk around. It's beautiful. And enjoy it. That's yeah, right. no, Love it's it. beautiful. That's good. That's the good news of the gospel. That's right. That we get to carry to the ends of the earth. That's right. That's right. For all the ages. Amen. All right. Well, <laughs> don't uh, don't give yourself to the froth. That's right. Don't be frothy. <laughs> froth hey, mothy. Yeah, I, guys. If you've enjoyed uh, listening to us and and uh, you've enjoyed the podcast or have learned something from it or. Um, just do us a favor, give us a good share uh, and a like, and uh, give us a rating, and we would uh, we would love to. Maybe we will even uh, read your review on on our podcast. Give you a shout out, and and if um, you're from another country, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter and or Instagram, or you can email the show at cybersecurity at uh, at gmail dot com. That's right. Cool. And uh, love to uh, love to hear from you guys. So thanks so much, guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye.